Hi ladies, how are you? This is TT. I trust that you are doing well and are having a fabulous, blessed day. We are in week 49 of my book, Spiritual Devotion and Inspiration for Women, No Mistakes, is the title of this week's podcast. We are on page 187. This this week I have a special treat for you. I am going to not only read the questions, I'm going to answer the questions at the end of the podcast. I'm going to answer the questions. So hang on for that if you're looking forward to that. In the beginning of the podcast, when I first started doing uh, the podcast of this book, I read the questions, but for the sake of time, I stopped reading the questions and I just read through the book. And so today is a special treat. I'm going to read the questions and also answer them. So we're going to look up the answers in the book and in the Bible. So hang on for that if you want to take part for that. And also has some other information I want to share with you at the end. So stay tuned for that. So here we go. Let's get started. One day as I vacationed in Washington State and was heading inside the cabin I was staying in, I noticed a very, very long and yucky slew of spiders trailing up and down the side of the door jam. This kind of disgusted me, yet I kept my cool as I grabbed a paper bag from my vehicle. I took it and swept the spiders off the door. Great, I said to myself, they are now gone. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. John sixteen thirty three. I then got my phone and called my husband. After speaking with him and asking him to pray with me over the matter, knowing that some spiders can be poisonous, I called the front desk. I told them about the problem and asked if they had any bug spray. They said, no, we don't have any bug spray. Okay, I asked myself, what type of place doesn't have bug spray? Thinking out loud to myself, I said, well, I'm just going to have to go to the store and buy some. However, I really did not feel like going to the store due to the fact I just went to the store the day before. So I decided to search the internet for a natural bug repellent. I was elated to discover that lavender that I always kept on hand would do the job. I created the mixture as suggested on the site and I sprinkled some of it on the floor, mainly near the door. Excuse me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. Second Corinthians 12, 9. About an hour later, I had to run an errand. When I came back to the cabin, I noticed that the spiders were back. Yuck. I shrieked. Now what am I going to do? I asked myself out loud. Kind of distressed, I headed back into the cabin, scampering quickly past the bugs. While seated, the thought of the spiders on the door jam gave me the creeps. Also, visions of the horror movie Kingdom of the Spiders with William Shatner kept spiraling through my mind. I did not want to be cocooned in the room the next morning, which is what happened in the movie. So, I quickly grabbed the lavender concoction and swung it toward the door. However, I accidentally had removed the cap, causing all of the contents of it to spill on the floor. 
Scorning myself for the mistake I had just made, I snatched a broom hanging on the door and hastily swept the lavender toward the door. It was then I suddenly realized I could go outside with the broom and switch the spiders off the door. Great idea, I said to myself. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Romans eight twenty eight NIV. So a few minutes later, I opened the door to brush the creepy crawlers away. When I opened it and went outside with the broom in my hand, ready to knock the spiders to oblivion, I was shocked. There were no spiders on the door, not even one. They had totally vanished. Wow. I was elated yet very surprised. As I walked back into the cabin, I was trying to figure out what had happened. I came to realize that the lavender was a good repellent, but I had not used enough of it earlier. Yet later when I had quote unquote mistakenly removed the cap and spilled the mixture, it really was the best thing I could have done and the answer to my prayer. The extra strong odor of the lavender ran the spiders off and for good. Glory, hallelujah. It was then God revealed to me what had actually happened. God is so good. He even turns our mistakes into something great. But that is the God we serve. Right when we think we have totally messed things up, God shows us it was the best thing we could have done. I was afraid I had used too much lavender when I spilled it, when in reality it was just enough. God knew even though I did not. Focus scripture. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Psalm 73, 26, King James Version. Prayer. Heavenly Father, holy is thy name. Thank you, Father, for coming to my rescue and for turning everything in my life into my good, even my mistakes. I pray I continue to trust in you so I will be hopeful and joyful and in eternity with you. Thank you, Father, for blessing me, listening to me, and for answering this prayer. I love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Closing. Ladies, I know this story may sound far-fetched, yet do you remember what I told you about one of our greatest challenges as Christians? It is to see everything, yes, everything from a spiritual point of view or from God's perspective. When we do this, God gets the glory and we are blessed. Anyway, this brings me to my point. There are times in our lives when we really do mess things up, or so it seems, but God... He can turn any tragedy in our lives into our good and there is nothing he can't do. So if you feel you really messed something up and feel there is no solution, have faith and trust God. He will fix it for you. God truly is awesome and amazing. So thank him now for turning your situation around. Don't wait. Do it now because with God there are no mistakes. Isn't that beautiful? That is so beautiful. With God there are no mistakes. There are no mistakes. God is truly, truly, truly awesome and amazing. He really is. So questions for classroom discussion and introspection. Page 189, I'm at the bottom. Question number one. Can you think of a time when you really messed things up, yet God turned it into your favor? What happened? And so me personally, oh man, I'm always making mistakes. I'm going to tell you, I'm always making mistakes. I'm always messing something up. I'm always making mistakes. I just, I don't know. I just am. I don't think, I don't think anyone else makes as many mistakes as me. I won't say anyone else, but 
I'm serious. I, I'm just always messing stuff up, but I'm just so blessed and favored by God. He's always turning it into my favor. I'm serious. I, I've just made so many mistakes in my life. I'm, you know, I'm sure uh, things could have been worse. I could have done made worse mistakes or whatever, you know, but God has turned it into my favor. And so, man, let me see which mistake can I think of that God turned it to my favor because, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm just always messing something up. And so, uh, let me see. Well, the main thing I could think of that's still kind of fresh in my mind is when I went to California. Remember how I told you ladies, I went to California to do my spiritual boot camp. I really did not want to go to California because of the danger there. I know California is a dangerous place, especially Los Angeles and compared to a lot of other uh, states and cities, you know, because California is so big and there's so many people that live there. I originally wanted to go to Oregon, but I stopped and I went through California first and I wound up staying in California because the weather was so nice. It was like in the 80s. And here where I live in Vegas, it was like in the 40s and the 50s. And but California was in the 80s. I could not believe it. It was so nice. And I knew it was cooler up in Oregon. Yet I didn't want to go up to Oregon because it was so nice. The weather was so warm and nice in California. So I stayed in California a little bit longer. Even though I really, really did not want to. I stayed there a little bit longer and I wound up uh, going out to the beach, which is one another reason I wanted to stay there. But there's beaches also in Oregon. But anyway, so, of course, as you ladies know, if you listen back in March, if you listen to uh, one of my podcasts that I taped in March, back in March is when I was out in California and I went to the beach. And usually I'm I'm more smarter than this. I uh but I made a mistake of leaving my food and my water on the beach when I went to the restroom. I was lazy. I went up there to exercise, but I got lazy and I want to carry all my stuff with me. I didn't want to have to take too many trips. And so I left my stuff on the beach. I covered it up with my blanket to secure it. Man, I I was smart enough to take my keys and my cell phone. And because there were very few people on the beach, I mean, it was very, very few people on the beach. And because of that, so I didn't really, I wasn't too concerned about anything happening. You know, like I said, I had my keys and my cell phone, so I thought I was good to go. Psych, I was wrong. I made a mistake. I did not judge carefully. And I had forgot the Holy Spirit told me. God gave me wisdom. He told me California is dangerous. It's more dangerous. But then I didn't. I just forgot it. I didn't pay attention. I thought I was using wisdom. But I'm not perfect. I'm a human being. We're not perfect. We make mistakes. I made a mistake. I left my water. And those of you listening, you know the rest of the story is God blessed me to not drink the water while I was out there. And, uh, when I did drink the water, I was, I was right outside the door, pretty much right outside the door to where I was staying. And so I was able to immediately go inside my apartment where I felt safer. And I called my husband and everything, let him know what was going on. But I think I let him know. Yeah, I let him know right away as soon as soon as it had happened. And so anyway, but God turned that into my favor. God blessed me. He protected me. He blessed me. He protected me. He turned it into my favor. And so that's the question. Can you think of a time when you really messed things up, yet God turned it into your favor? And what happened? And so, yeah, that's what happened to me. That's one of the many things that has happened to me.
another one is when I broke my leg in uh, 2008 I think it was 2008 this was before I started my television show I had my TV show for golly women in, in 2013 and so I broke my leg and doing some things in my backyard and I wasn't wise doing the thing I did that led to my leg being broke I was not wise and so I made another mistake that was another mistake I made and I really hated that that had happened because it was an ordeal for me that lasted three to six months I was in a wheelchair I was on crutches I was on a walker it was no fun I even had to have surgery that's it was really messed up it was really really stressful time for me and so anyway I, of course I hated that had happened but the spiritual strength and wisdom I gained from that and during that time is priceless is priceless and so I wind up starting my television show after that in 2013 like I just said and man it made me so much wiser that that pretty much all of that led to my tv show and my women's ministry because of that and so I could just go on and on and on about how b things bad things have happened to me and God turned it into my favor you know but the world the world doesn't have this benefit the world doesn't have this blessing you know, the world doesn't have this blessing of God turning things into their favor because they don't have God in their life and they don't seek God. They don't seek God. OK, so uh, that's what happened to me. And so you just recount what happened to you and write it in the book. I see it's not a bunch of room there, but you can use an extra piece of paper if you like uh, to answer the questions. Question number two, what does Jesus tell us in John 16, 33? And I have that right on page 187. And so it reads, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And so that's what God, so that's what Jesus is telling us. And Jesus is Lord. He's telling us, take heart. Don't be worried. Don't fret. Don't get upset. Don't stress out. Don't do, don't do that because you know what? You're going to have troubles in this world, but I've overcome everything. And if I've overcome it, you're going to overcome it too. When you believe in me. That's what he's saying. He said, I've told you these things. So, so don't worry about it. In this actual passage, he is talking to the disciples. But the Bible is not only a book of commands. It's also a book of principles. And this is a principle. And it's just a teaching. And it's some of God's promises, uh, not only in Old Testament, but in New Testament as well. And so that's what Jesus is telling us. He's telling us to, to, to not worry. Don't fret. Uh, he, he, don't, don't lose our peace. That's what he's saying. He's saying, don't lose your peace. I'm going to give you peace when you believe in me because I've overcome these things and you will too. Isn't that great? That's, that's great. That's the God is just so good to us. It's so good. Question three. What does wrong, what does God promise to those who love and obey him per Romans 8.28? So let's go read that. Let's open our Bibles. It's always good to open our Bibles. Romans 8.28. One of my favorite passages. It's just a life-changing passage. Of course, the whole Bible is life-changing. But some of them I just have more emphasis than others. Romans 8.28 King James Version. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are the called according to His purpose. NIV says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. 
And so that is God's promise to us that he is going to turn everything into our benefit and for our favor, for our good to those of us who love him. The question says love and obey because Jesus says uh, if we love him, we will obey him. And so those of us who obey God, it proves it is proof that we love him. And we when we know that we have been obedient to the word of God found in the New Testament, especially from the apostles. Mainly the Apostle Paul because he wrote most of the New Testament. And so when we obey the Bible and what's written in there, we know that we love God. And according to that, that's proof that we love God. And so according to this passage, Romans 8, 28, we have God's word. We have God's promise that he will turn it into our favor. Everything, not something, everything, even our mistakes, whatever happened that's negative, God is going to turn it into our favor. Isn't that beautiful? We have God's promise. And so we don't have to worry. We don't have to fret about nothing. We don't have to. God's going to turn our mistakes, everything, our poor decisions. It doesn't matter. According to this passage, everything. God's going to turn to our benefit and to our favor. And I can honestly say my whole life, even before I became a Christian, even when I was born, everything God has turned it into my favor for my benefit in some way, some way, shape or form. God has turned it into my favor. and He's going to do the same for you, for everyone who loves him. And that's what that passage is saying. And we do well to believe it and take it to heart. Just like Jesus said, God is good. God is good. Question four, read Psalm 34, 17. What does it assure us of what will happen when we face troubles? Psalm 34, 17. Let's go there right fast. Psalm 34. What is this? Oh, my God. I just found a check in my Bible. I didn't even know it was there. Where did this come from? My husband been looking for this check. This is a check. Someone wrote to us some money. And I just... <laughs> I just found it. Oh, wow. I didn't even see this in here earlier. I looked in the Bible that this is my second reading of this study. And because uh, uh, I wanted to get, you know, make sure I had everything right. And if I hadn't did this study over because I almost didn't, I wouldn't have found this check. There's a big, there's a check right here. I can't believe it that my husband's been looking for. And it's right here in the Bible. And I wouldn't even seen it if I hadn't redid this study. <laughs> If I redid this study, wow, God know he good. My husband will be happy. He'll be happy to hear that. Okay, Psalm 34, 17. God know he good. Psalm 34, 17. It reads, King James Version, The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. NIV says, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. Isn't that beautiful? God deliver, delivers us from all of our troubles. What does Psalm 34, 17, what does it assure us of what will happen when we face troubles? God's going to deliver us. God is going to deliver us. God is so good. He always delivers us. Now, this doesn't mean we're not going to have troubles. There's another passage in Psalm. I can't remember the exact verse, but it says the righteous has many troubles and God delivers him out of all of them. And so we're going to have troubles in life. We're going to have troubles when people are saying uh, people have this 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 misconception or have been incorrectly taught that we're not going to have troubles in life. That's not true. We're going to have troubles, even as faithful Christians. Even as faithful Christians, we are going to face 
uh, problems in life. But the good news is that God is going to be with us. He's going to see us through and he's going to take care of us. And I know us as mankind, I know we fear trouble. We don't want no trouble. We don't want no problems. I know we don't because I don't. But you know what? They can't be avoided because it's just the way life is. Because life is one big test. It's a big school and it's a test. And so we're going to face troubles and trials. And so the best thing we could do is pray about it and just ask God to give us the strength, the courage to to deal with it and the wisdom to handle it in the way that he would have us to, because we're going to face troubles, you know, but the great news is God is going to deliver us and God, God, God allows bad things to happen to us. God allows bad things because I, I, I remember asking God, God, why'd you let me drink that water? Couldn't I have spilt it all when the people opened it and put the poison in it? Why didn't it all just spill? Because some of it did spill in my bag. And uh, but I don't know why all I, I was like, why? Why didn't all of it spill? So I didn't have to drink it at all because I didn't want to drink it at all. But you know what? I think God wanted that to happen. I think somewhere I needed to be reminded that God is still with me. He's still protecting me, even for some from some horrendous things in life. Even from some some crazy things that go on in this world. I needed to know that. I needed to be reminded of that. And so God allowed that to happen to me. You know, I know some people think, you know, that's crazy. Or why would God do that? And if God supposed to be loving or whatever. But God is all seeing and God is all knowing. He's smarter and wiser than us. We all know everything. We can't figure it out. You know, we said there's people think they're smarter than God. Especially these people try to say there's no God. You know, they, they think they're smarter than God. But no, no, we're nowhere near smarter than God. We're just a grain of sand. We're just a grain of sand that God is working through. That's all we are. The Bible said from dust you came, from dust you shall return. We're just a grain of sand that God has performed his miracles through his wonder working power through us. And so, you know, so we want to be careful. You know, we don't want to test God. We don't want to tempt God. The Bible says don't test God. We don't want to do that. And like I do, I remember when I broke my leg, I was mad at God. I didn't, you know, stop worshiping God or anything, but I was kind of upset because I'm like, Lord, why you let me break my leg? I didn't want to break my leg, but he turned it into my favor. I needed to grow. I needed to grow. There's some things I needed to learn. And unfortunately, there's things we have to learn the hard way. We have this like sometimes that's the only way we can learn is through the hard way. And then as we become strong, as we grow in our faith and those things make us become strong and we need to be stronger. And so we're going to become stronger. We have to go through harder things. God allows us to go through harder, harder things. And so we make mistakes, quote unquote mistakes. God allows us to make mistakes, to make the wrong decision. And, but he wants us to trust that he's going to see us through. And I know it's painful. I know it's painful some things we go through because I've been through a lot. I have been through a lot. I've been on this earth half a century, a little bit more. And I have been through a lot. I think some people have went through worse. But I have been through a lot of negative, depressing, uh, traumatizing things. I've been through a lot of things. That some people have committed suicide over. And I thank God he has kept me and I'm still here. And that he keeps keeping me. I'm just so grateful that God keeps keeping me. 
And God is going to keep keeping you. And don't you give up on God. You just keep going through. You know, we're all going through this pandemic. Keep keep going through with God. That's what I mean. And we're all going through this pandemic right now. It's not easy. It's not easy. You know, I, 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 I had a funny feeling that the United States would not handle this pandemic. You know, I, I, I knew we would mess up. But I didn't know we would do this poorly of a job with this pandemic but you know what god is going to turn us into our favor those of us who who love him he's going to turn us into our favor he's going to save us we may have to go through some tough things but god still 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 can save us i remember i remember having to move out of one of my houses that i had bought and i didn't want to move necessarily i know where i was going to move or nothing i didn't know how things were going to turn out but you know what god turned it into my favor and better and better that's the other thing it's not that god would only turn into our favor he would make it better the house i was living in the new house god blessed me with is bigger double was double the size of my first house even bigger double and this is just something always is a dream house just like psalm 30s uh man i can't remember it's one of my favorite passages where it says uh, delight yourself in the lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart and so I think that's Psalm 34, 7. And so uh, uh, that's the way God is. That's the God we serve. And so don't be afraid of making mistakes. Sometimes we won't go forward in faith because we're afraid of messing up. No, go forward in faith. God going to turn to your favor and he'll get to, he'll get to uh, show his glory and power and increase your faith. So God is going to turn all our troubles. When we face troubles, he is going to deliver us. He, he hears us. He knows what we're going through. A lot of times we think we're, we're by ourselves and God don't hear us. According to this passage, he does. He hears us. And Hebrews 13, 5 says, God will never leave us or forsake us. And God is all seeing and God is all knowing. So he knows what you're going through. God knows about this pandemic. He knows what his children are facing and he is going to deliver us. He is going to deliver you. God is going to deliver you. Question five. What does Ephesians 6, 12 remind us of? Based upon it, what is one of our greatest challenges as Christians and why? So what does Ephesians 6, 12 remind us of? So let's read it. So we'll know because uh, we'll know the stuff off the top of our head. We might. I, I have a clue. It's one of my favorite passages. Ephesians. Galatians, Ephesians in the New Testament. It's in the New Testament. It's right after you have you have uh, Acts, Romans, Corinthians. It's after Galatians, which is right after Corinthians. So Ephesians 6, 12. And the King James says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. The NIV says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So, what does six, Ephesians 6.12 remind us of? That we are going to struggle. That we are in a struggle, but it's not against what we can see. It's against what we don't see. It's against what we don't see. And we don't see the devil. We don't see his demons. We don't see that. We don't see the evil. It's a spirit. Satan is a spirit. And his demons. You know, Satan works through people. 
God works through people through his Holy Spirit when we allow him and when we obey the gospel and we receive the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, or when we're baptized, God asks us to the church when we're baptized. That's why one of the reasons baptism is so important. And also, uh, he, he, we receive his indwelling of the Holy Spirit, not to the point that we could speak in tongues or lay our hands. The apostles could do that, but no one today could do that. I know a lot of people have been been incorrectly taught that, but no one today could do that. And if they could, they need to go to these hospitals and heal these people with this COVID and everything. No one should be dying. But anyway, no one can do that today. But we do have the indwelling Holy Spirit of us along with the Holy Bible. It helps us to obey God. Okay. And so, but God is a spirit. John 424 says God is a spirit. And so we can't see spiritual things. We, we, we only see, uh, material and physical things. And so that's what this passage is telling us is that, uh, we are, we're in a struggle. We're in a battle. We're in a war against spiritual things. And so the devil, he works through people. He works through our family, through our friends, our co-workers, our neighbors to attack us and to do things. And if we're not careful, he'll work through us. And this is why we need God and Holy Spirit to to get the devil away from us, him and his demons, to get him away from us, if not out of us, when we start losing it and going against the word of God. And so that's 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 what uh uh. That passage is reminding us of is that we're in a spiritual battle. And so I remember one time, this was many years ago, maybe five, seven years ago. And I had a cat. His name was Cuddles. He passed on. I just love that cat. My poor cat. He was such a beautiful cat. I love that cat. And so anyway, my cat, uh, this uh, many years ago, one day I was sitting on the sofa. I don't know if I told this story before, but one day I was sitting on the sofa. And he was in my lap. I don't know what I was doing. I don't know if I was watching TV or what I can't remember. But I know he was sitting on my lap. And all of a sudden, he started wagging his tail really fast. And he started, like, uh, putting his claws in me. But I had had him declawed. And so I couldn't feel his claws. He wasn't scratching me. But he was he was putting his claws in me the best he could. And he was wagging his tail. And his face, his mouth was open. He was hissing like he was going to attack something. Something that was standing behind me. I don't know what was behind me. As far as I know, none was behind me. And so he was just acting crazy. And of course, it caught my attention. I'm like, what is what is going on? So because he was acting the way he was behaving, it caused me to turn around and look and see. What was he looking at? What did he see? So I turn around and look. Of course, I ain't see anything. I saw nothing. I didn't hear nothing. Not, you know. And so I was just thinking, maybe my cat saw something spiritual. Maybe saw a demon or something. Or the devil was standing behind me. And I didn't know it. And so I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't really, really know. I'm just saying. But I believe in the spiritual battles. I believe this passage. I believe Ephesians ch- chapter 6 and verses 10. And all. I just believe the whole Bible. I believe in demons and angels. It seemed like some people, even church people, it's like they don't believe in angels. I know some church people really don't believe in angels. I can't believe it. And there's people don't believe in demons, but they both exist according to the word of God. People are people get possessed. People get possessed. Jesus uh, uh, got the demons out of some people, sent them, in, sent them into some pigs. 
I think it was one guy. He sent the demons into the pigs. I believe the Bible. I believe when these, these, I believe every word in the Bible. And so, uh, I don't believe that we are, people are possessed like they were back then or Jesus time. I believe those things were allowed for a reason. So Jesus could show his glory and power and prove that he was God's son. There was a reason he could perform those signs and wonders. Today, I believe people are possessed, but not to that extent. Not to that extent, but because I've never seen it. But that's just me. But that's what I believe. And so I also believe in angels. I believe we don't see the angels. But anyway, so that's why I believe in and the Bible says it right here. It's kind of saying this right here in, 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 in verse 12, chapter 6. And so I don't know what my cat was looking at, but he finally calmed down. But it was just really strange. It, I just thought that was really, really strange. And so anyway, yeah, we are in a battle. And so we need God. We need Jesus. We need something spiritual to fight the evil spirits because we can't because physical material or us as human beings we can't fight the spiritual we only can fight it with the holy spirit of god because it, god is a spirit the holy spirit is a spirit so we can't fight it we can't fight it in the flesh only with the help of god and the holy spirit in jesus that's the only way okay so based upon it according to what we just read what is one of our greatest challenges as christians and why what is one of our greatest challenges as Christians and why? So one of our greatest challenges is as Christians is to realize that we are in a spiritual battle and that we need to see everything from a spiritual point of view. The answer is on page 189 in the one, two, three, in the third paragraph where it says, I'll start at the beginning, it's the closing, the beginning of the closing, where it says, ladies, I know this story may sound far-fetched yet. Do you remember what I told you about one of our greatest challenges as Christians? It is to see everything, yes, everything from a spiritual point of view or from God's perspective. Okay, so that's one of our greatest challenges. Based upon it, Ephesians 6, 12, what is one of our greatest challenges and is to see everything from a spiritual point of view. I have mentioned this before, probably here in this book. I'm sure in this book, that's why I said it. And just in, in some of my lessons, my TV shows, my recordings, everything. Uh, I have mentioned this before because it is true. It's one of our greatest challenges. And one of the reasons it's a challenge is because we are spirits residing in a flesh. In a fleshly body. So we. we The Bible tells us that. We have to walk by faith. Not by sight. And that's kind of what it's saying. It's telling us. To walk by faith. Not by sight. That's telling us to see everything. From a spiritual point of view. And we can see everything. From a spiritual point of view. When we pray more. And study our Bibles more. And so that will help us. Bible study and prayer. Helps us to see everything. From a spiritual point of view. And that's why they are so important our lives or in our lives as Christians and godly women okay so that's one of our greatest challenges is to see everything from a spiritual point of view and to walk by faith not by sight and we do well to do that and it's a challenge it's a struggle and that's because we're human beings we are human beings and so but God will help us to see things from the spiritual point of view and it's important to see things from a spiritual point of view. One of the reasons, and so I'll finish the questions. What is one of our greatest challenges as Christians and why? And the reason is, 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 is a blessing is 
the answer is also in that third uh, paragraph is when we do this or see everything from a spiritual point of view, a God's perspective, God gets the glory and we are blessed. And so when we read our Bibles and pray and stay in communion or stay in connection with God, he will allow us to see things from a spiritual point of view. And so we can see, you know, why did God, we, we can see and ask the question, why did God allow this to happen? What does God want me to learn from this? And that's very imperative in our lives as Christians, because we need to know because the world, the world just thinks things just happens. They, they just think they believe in accidents and they think things just happen because it happened. They don't see the reason behind it. You know, the world believes in the Big Bang Theory. Oh, the world just, uh, uh, boom, there was just a Big Bang and the earth just came. They don't believe there's a reason behind it or nothing. They don't believe in good and evil. They don't believe in Satan and that he's real. They don't believe, they don't believe in God. In general, the world doesn't. They teach it in school to our children. I was taught it in school. That there's just was this big boom and here's the earth. And so it's one of our challenges. We need to do this and it's good for us to do it so that God can increase our faith. God will increase our faith by showing his glory and his power by turning when he turns everything into our favor and for our good. And when he delivers us and rescues us. And that's important. So we don't take the credit for ourselves. Some people think, oh, God, you know, I just I was saved from this or that because I was smart and this and that. No, you were saved because God saved you because of God's grace and mercy. That's why you still alive. That's why you survived that accident. That's why you survived that attack. I've seen these TV shows and it kills me how some of these people and they're just like, oh, and the person asking, why do you survive? Why do you think you survive? Because I was smart. Because I was why? Because I wanted to live. Because I wanted to live. That's a biggie. Because I wanted to live. Really? Everybody that's being attacked, I don't know nobody's being attacked or their life is on the line and they don't want to live. But a lot of them still wind up dying. Some of them still wind up dying. Who doesn't want to live? That's not the reason you lived. You lived because God blessed you to live. You, you live because God, we lived. We overcome these things because God blessed us to get out of them. Not because we're so strong or smart. That's, that's why we lived because God helped us and he saved us. And that's what God wants from us as Christians. And sometimes God will allow people to go through dire times so they can realize that it's only because of God. That's why you got out. People that say that, that, that those things happen just because they were so smart and strong. They're going to go, they're going to have some hard times because God is going to keep allowing things to happen to them until they humble themselves and say, you know what? It wasn't because I'm so smart. It's because God saved me. It's by God's grace and mercy. That's why I made it through. That's why I lived. That's, that's what's going to happen, you know. And so, no, I don't wish bad on anyone. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm just saying that, you know, this, we need to see things from a spiritual point of view. There's a reason. God wants us to know that he is real, that he exists, and that he loves us. And that he sent Jesus down here for a reason. We need Jesus. We need Jesus and we're not going to be in heaven without him. And I know we all want to go to heaven. So, so that's what we want. Ephesians, the question number five, Ephesians 6, 12 reminds us that we are in a battle, that we are flesh. We are in a battle and that we, we need to, uh, see everything from a spiritual point of view, from God's perspective. And when we do, God will show his glory and power. He will reveal himself. That's how God reveals himself today. No one can see God because God is a spirit and he does this so that we can be blessed so that we can be blessed and he turned everything into our favor and we will know it.
We will realize what is happening and why it's happening. Not only what's happening, but why it's happening. There's a lesson. Now, there is no accidents. I don't believe in accidents. I don't believe in mistakes. There is, yeah, in general, yeah, if you stub your toe and nothing great, you know, five minutes later, you forget you even stubbed your toe. That's different. But I'm, but I'm talking, I'm talking deep in a deeper level. You know, there's less, there's a lesson in things. And so we do well to ask when we're, when we're going through things, we do well to see our situations from a spiritual point of view and say, Lord, what do you want me to learn from this? What can I grasp from this? How I want to grow. What would you have me do in this situation right now? That's what we do well to do. When we do that, we're doing good. We're doing well. Okay, ladies, so I hope this has been a blessing to you. I answered all of the questions. If I left something out, please don't hesitate to let me know. Okay, so I did also want to share with you that I have a novel coming out. I wrote a novel about 20 years ago. I fin- put the finished touches. Put I am right now putting the finishing touches touches on it. Can't even say that word. And um, I'm doing the book cover. And so Loris will hopefully next month or before the end of this year, I will be publishing this book. It is an evangelistic book. It is to encourage women to seek and serve God wholeheartedly. That's a part of the mission of my women's ministry, according to Hebrews eleven six and Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen. Uh, Hebrews eleven six says God rewards those who diligently seek Him, and Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen says that uh, when we seek God, those who seek God shall find him when they seek for him with all of their heart and so that's what i believe i believe that and so that's what i do i encourage people through my in general through my women's ministry to encourage i encourage them to seek god wholeheartedly that's what i do as part of my i have a group on facebook called golly women golly women that's what that group is for that's why i created that group yes to encourage people to follow my women's ministry but a part of my women's ministry is the mission i encourage the women in that group and pretty much all of my ministry even on facebook and all my groups to seek and serve god wholeheartedly because i believe whether we're christians or not we all need to continually consistently seek and serve god diligently and the Bible says when we do that, God will reward us. He will honor us and he will reward us. And I believe when we do that, we will find God. We will find the truth. We will find the true church. We will just, wherever it is God want us to know and to do, his will will be fulfilled in our life when we seek and serve him wholeheartedly, when we surrender ourselves, humble ourselves. And so that's what I do through my women's ministry, through my godly women group. And just hear my ministry whenever through my uh, Bible lessons, wherever. That's why I do. That's what I do. So that's why I'm always telling you ladies to pray, to read your Bible more and more each day. And all of the things, my spiritual boot camp, everything I tell you to do, I encourage you to do through all my books. That's what I am doing. I'm encouraging you, urging you to seek and serve God wholeheartedly with your life before it's too late. And I I always pray that for myself and for my family. That's what I do because I just want to please God. And more importantly, I want to be in heaven with him and Jesus. When when this life is over for me, when all is said and done, that's what I want to do. I want to be with God. And so that's what I encourage you all to do. And so that's what the book is about. I don't want to tell you the title yet. It's a surprise, but I'm going to be looking for some women to review the book for me for free. So you get to read the book for free. If you like reading, if you love novels and you like reading, if you like adventure, romance, mystery, intrigue, um, 
you're going to enjoy this book and so i'm going to be looking for women to review a copy for me and if you would like to do that email me just let me know that you like reading and that you heard me mention this uh, my email is terry temple 7 at gmail.com my website you can learn about my women's ministry terry temple.org it's really the golly woman's guide.org but i just shortened it to terry temple because it's easier to remember and uh, 702-785-1884 if you want to send me a text message. If you have any prayer requests or anything, don't hesitate to let me know. That's what I'm here for. That's, excuse me, that's what I'm here for, ladies. And so uh, just let me know. I'm here for you. And so thank you for listening today. I hope this has been a blessing to you, this study. And we only have three more three more lessons to go. And we'll be done next month. will be the last month, Lord's Will, of the podcast. And so I'm looking forward to the last three lessons. But I really enjoyed doing this podcast. I hope, I hope that has really helped you all grow and increase your faith and, and helped you to draw closer to God. That's my hope and my prayer for you all. And I pray for you all all the time. Those of you who have made donations. I want to thank you. And those of you who have bought books, I want to thank you. I've used the monies, donations to pay for some of the uh, business things here in my ministry, such as my website and newsletter. And I've also used the donations through my for my sister ministry, Jesus Feet, to purchase Bibles over uh, in Africa or to help them purchase Bibles in Africa and in India. And I also have some Bibles here. It's King James Version. The print is really small, but if you want a free copy, let me know if you need a Bible or if you know someone that really needs a Bible, can't afford it, I will mail it to them, no charge. Just let me know. But like I said, the font is really small. I did not know it was that small. But if if uh, you know someone still need a Bible, they don't have no problem with the small font. Just let me know, and I'll send them the copy of uh, for free. Okay, ladies. So thank you again for listening. I love you. Stay in touch, and thank you for all your comments and emails and everything. I just love hearing from you. You are really a big blessing in my life, ladies. Thank you. May God, our Holy Father in heaven, continue to bless you so that you may always, always, always be a blessing wherever you go. Love you. Chat with you later. Bye bye.